yeah. So anyway, uh, as Drew mentioned, he's doing a little uh, dry Drusif January. That's a tongue twister. I think it's just Jan because I'm not doing the URI <laughs> of it. Um, that's true. Dry, ju- dry Drusif Jan. No shot. No, um, that's not the title. Yeah, that's nice tough. try though. Um. (laughs) all right everybody welcome in for the first time in 2023 Welcome what? to the podcast, and thank you for getting the year started with us. My name is Cam Hasbrook, joined as per usual by Drew Johnson. Chris is not here. Uh, he is performing his astronaut duties, uh, exploring a dwarf planet, but we should have him back pretty soon. Uh, I guess we'll just start off with a little Happy New Year. Drew, Happy New Year, buddy. I haven't talked to you in a while. It's, we've spent a little busy couple of weeks here. I was home in, in, uh, in I guess I should say, my, my family where I grew up. My family's home in upstate New York. Uh, for the last couple of weeks, so I've been a little checked out. Uh, even from the Bruins, I feel like, I mean, obviously we had the Winter Classic, which I watched, but the last couple of weeks of hockey, I feel like I haven't been able to digest as regularly as usual. So a um, little bit of a, a crazy couple of weeks, but excited to get the, the New Year started here, especially with how things are going on the ice. But uh, what's what's been going on with you, buddy? How you doing? Uh, I'm doing good. It's been Good, good holidays. I had the week off, so I did yeah, a nice. lot of. Uh, well, I went home. Well, to see, I I've been moved out for almost two years now, so I don't know what to call home here or my parents' place where yeah. I spent like twenty four years of my life. So, <laughs> but I went to that place and uh, and celebrated the holidays, and um, then my my buddy Willie, who's been, been living out in dc the past two years i haven't seen him in a long time i might have seen him once during the pandemic but he came and he visited for a few days and uh we drank a lot (laughs) that was (laughs) most of it oh it was good catching up with him the new year's and all so yeah now i'm doing a dry beginning of january because i plan to drink at the bruins gate we go to on the 14th <laughs> so i figured okay first i'll do a half dry january um it's what the kids are doing nowadays so figured I'd, I'd jump on board yeah it's it's healthy very nice uh, i guess we'll have to change the name to I guess just Drews and Bruins for a little while. Yeah. <laughs> limit the, well, limit the it, it just makes it so you and Chris have to continue drinking. Is that is that how it is for the yeah. sake of content? Like, yeah. doctor, no, you don't understand, doc. It's okay. <laughs> I need to do this. Um, well, a couple of things to be excited about. I, first of all, the, the new year, obviously exciting here. Uh, also, these bad boys, which finally yeah. got the mail. Brews and Bruins t-shirts and stickers, which I actually didn't show off, uh, are available now at Brews and Bruins. Actually, I don't think they are on Brews and Bruins. No, it's uh, br- it's it's Brews and Bruins. Threadless. Threadless yeah. is in you do not have any thread for your clothing and yeah, lacking thread. Lacking um, thread. Or actually, you know what? Maybe maybe by the time you're listening to this, depending on how quickly we get this turned around. Uh, we'll have a link on the website because we can pretty easily do that. But yeah. uh, I actually noticed that a couple of weeks ago. Somebody I was when I was home, I was I was showing off some of the merch and 
I went to like pull it up. I was like, yeah, it's right here. And I went to our website and then I was like, oh shit, we don't have the link to the merch on our website. That's pretty, <laughs> it's pretty amateur hour over here. Boys. But it's, so uh, it's in that. our, it's in our Twitter bio and then maybe our Instagram. If I've edited that, yeah. I will either way edit that. That's easy. Enough, so. but. Yeah. Um, so anyway, that's, that's something to be excited about, of course. Uh, and also, yes, as Drew mentioned in just uh, a few short days time, we'll be checking in live from TD garden. Uh, for a little Bruins yeah. Leafs action, it's gonna be a fun one. I think we're gonna have to cook up some special content. I think maybe we'll we'll count this as a request for content. If you have any ideas, yeah. you want to see Drew and I do some dumb shit, uh, either inside or outside of the garden, depending on how dumb your suggestion is. Uh, hit us up. You know where to find us at Bruins and Bruins. Yeah, just don't try and get us kicked out of the garden. Yeah, no, that part would be bad because then I still need the content of the game for myself in order to yeah. provide the content for the people. So, um. But yeah, definitely open to uh, suggestions. And if anybody's going to be at the game, let us know. Maybe we can grab a beer or something. But yeah. Um, yeah so anyway, uh, as Drew mentioned, he's doing a little uh, dry Drusif January. That's a tongue twister. I think it's just Jan because I'm not doing the <laughs> URI of it. Um, that's true. Dry, ju- dry Drusif Jan. <laughs> no shot. No, um, that's not the title. Yeah, that's nice tough. try though. Um, <laughs> I uh, I'm not doing that, but I still you know it's it's like my Monday. I was off Monday, so it's Tuesday. I'm not drinking today, uh, so I'm gonna be showing off this lovely Polar Seltzer. Uh, so while while I am not drinking anything alcoholic, I will say this is great to mix with. I just found these recently. Everybody obviously knows probably Polar Seltzer, but they have a ginger lime mule flavor that's really good. It's kind of a mix between like a like a mojito and like obviously just like a Moscow meal sort of thing. Um, it's got a nice flavor to it. I mean, I, I you know it's it's seltzer, so like it's not that flavorful, but I feel like it does have a little bit more of like that seltzery aroma. Uh, and it's maybe it's just a, that it's a flavor that I really enjoy, but uh, I feel like it's a little stronger than some of the other ones. But definitely good to mix with. Like I was throwing it with some little little, little sippy of gin or something, or I'm sure you mm-hmm. can do vodka. Um, yeah. you probably even do some rum or, or whiskey or something, depending, you know, it's pretty versatile. So, um, yeah. Anyway, if you want to check out ginger lime meal seltzers, drinkability, like a 33, definitely pretty high, uh, and tasteability again, admittedly low because you know, it's a seltzer. I don't think it's even possible for a seltzer to have more than like a three tasteability. So I'm going to give this two. It's, it's very tasteable for like a regular ass seltzer which is not really supposed to be flavorful, right? So um, that's probably the strongest endorsement of a two I will ever have on the podcast, <laughs> actually, in hindsight. I'm like, wow, this t- you can really taste it. It's a two out of 37. Um, and if those numbers confused you, go check out Drew's latest article on bruiserbruins.com, uh, the tale yes. of the Bergeron scale. Yes. That was a yes. mighty fine piece right I there. was setting out to find the episode where I reviewed that white pumpkin ale because I wanted to – see what brewing company it is and write an article about that. And then I uh, stumbled upon the episode where we created the, the, <laughs> the rating system. So I just did that. And I thought, Dear you know, we get asked that a lot, or I think people get confused a lot, especially people who come on the pod. Yeah, and we know like... the true friends when they know exactly how to review a beer right off the bat. Yeah. And uh shouts to Lancey for his uh, 37s all around. Yes. Um, but yeah, I like inviting, for lack of a better term, actual like hockey media people on here, and, uh, yeah. and then they professional, like, professional, the yeah, professional. Media. I guess is probably better. 
um, and they have no idea what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. And then, especially the fact that we lead the show with that, we're like, hey, we're going to have you on our podcast to ask you some cool hockey questions, but the first 10 minutes is going to be just a bunch of gibberish you don't understand. So, uh, anyway, that really sets a good tone. Speaking <laughs> of which, we have Patrice Bergeron here. Patrice, yeah, Patrice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wish, but. Um, someday, someday. That is the goal. We will stop the podcast once we have Patrice Bergeron. Yeah, that's, that's the, the only reason goal. we're yeah. doing this. Yeah, good luck. I, I think we've only made our odds a lot worse since since we started pretty much yeah. definitely hasn't gotten better but that's uh that's okay anyway uh exciting week uh across the nhl but especially uh for the bruins and boston sports fans in general as the winter classic returned to fenway park um quite the experience overall i mean you know we weren't there we'll have to talk to uh our buddy sean shouts to sean who uh was there uh, and we'll we'll have him down for more of an atmosphere breakdown. But I do kind of want to walk through the game a little bit and, and the experience yeah. from the third-person television perspective. Um, or I guess really in, in 2023 now, the television and social media perspective, because that is a big part of it nowadays. Yeah. Um, yeah. Vibes looked good. I know they had that whole like pre-game or the day before the game fan fest thing. It looked like a bunch yeah, of players I think down. they That's had it. Cool. Yeah, they had it like that whole weekend or something, mm-hmm. uh, sporadically, and uh, looked fun. Didn't go, but yeah, it was one of those things. I saw your tweet about the actual game, but it was like I was just like it was just like a regular day for me. I was like, oh, the Winter Classic's coming up soon. I'll be able to watch. And then like, I went on Twitter, and like all of a sudden, half my feed was like posting pictures with Charlie Coyle and just like hanging out. And I was like, whoa, when did this happen? I didn't yeah. know thing. Like, not that I would have been able to go anyway, but like, like wow, all right, I guess. Everybody just assembled at once, and I didn't even know this was a thing that was happening. Yeah, I think that's pretty cool. And like, um, the whole just the whole event, the NHL does do a good like they they're bad at a lot of things, but the Winter Classic they normally are yeah do pretty good. It's their event. It's the NHL's event. You have the playoffs, you have the Stanley Cup uh, finals, and all that. But there's really before the Winter Classic, it felt like there wasn't like one game a year that like is super meaningful that one game unless it's a game seven or elimination but you know one singular yeah, no thing that just happens once a event, year right yeah 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 basically have the thanksgiving games like the nfl does or whatever right you know, or right? or the super bowl even and obviously the winter classic you don't want a championship or anything but it's an event like that they have the flyover they're playing outdoor like it, it's just a all-around festive uh opening thing. day for baseball even is such a huge yeah. thing outside of just the game right you don't really have that in hockey right right so um winter classic is great Bruins have been lucky enough to be in four of them i was well i was at two of them i was fortunate to be at one of them i went to the one against montreal at gillette and that was the worst literally the worst hockey game i <laughs> yeah, ever seen was, i forgot um, that happened for a while but the to have it back at Fenway and the Bruins coming out in the uh, old style Red yeah, Sox. Yeah, that was the next thing up. I wanted to get to. That was fucking awesome. I was saying to my brother, uh, and, and for, if you somehow missed it, they came out in like old style, I don't know, 20s style like Red Sox. Or uh, yeah. really, they wouldn't even, you know, I guess just Boston baseball uniforms at the time. Yeah. Um, but I was talking to my brother and I was like, in hindsight, I, I did not know if anything could top the Lake Tahoe, like, 90s, like, ski suit onesies that they did. 
that was so sick. And then as soon as I saw the first, I saw the video of that was going around everywhere on social media, the boss pulling up, the doors opening, and Patrice Bergeron walking out with the bat. And I was like, <laughs> oh, my God, this dude is an absolute fucking stallion. Like, and then it just kept getting better. Marshy was walking by, and he had the big-ass smile on him and shit. Uh, but I thought that was a great, great idea. Obviously, paying homage to, you know, being at Fenway Park and all the history there and stuff. But um, – just, I thought they really pulled it off well. I like that they didn't just buy like Red Sox jerseys and walk in with socks. Like, right. no, it went yeah. all out and like each of them, I, Linus Olmark, who like didn't even watch baseball and said he has no connection to it, was wearing actual cleats from the 1950s. Like, that's yeah. fucking cool, man. Yeah. Um, like, so- uh, Pittsburgh did it too, like wearing Pirates uniforms, but it was the old ones, I believe, too. Yeah. But like, it just, I don't know. It wasn't the same. And maybe that's because you're the, away team going into Fenway or also I don't think they had gloves and bats. I think they're like, let's just put on uniforms and ha ha ha. And then you just see the, the Bruins just come out full, full force. And honestly, the classic Red Sox uniform way better than a classic pirates. Uniform. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and that's, to, uh, there's no bias. Yeah, no, it's just, it's cool. It's a cool look. Um, and I will have to like make a note and, uh, ask Sarah Sibian about it. She does her style rankings. Be like, where does this, do like a winter classic or an outdoor game intro style rankings? Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I personally think that was one of the better ones that's been done um, across the league. I thought it was, it was cool. And maybe it's just the fact that like Bruins are an objectively physically attractive team. I and mean, look at Patrice Bergeron. Come on. Oh, um, yeah. So maybe it's just that they got a bunch of stallions walking in in socks gear. That's pretty cool. But um, I thought it was was well well pulled off. But anyway, uh, the game on the ice itself, I thought conditions-wise, hey. again, I wasn't skating, but um, the, the conditions looked a little bit better than usual, I would say. Like, I feel like for an outdoor game, yeah. you didn't have too much puddling and stuff. I mean, granted, it's Boston, so it was pretty cold. Um, but I felt like the ice itself seemed like it held up for the most part. I know, uh, I think Ty was tweeting about people, like, eating shit on the third base side in the first period during the sunlight and stuff, but um, I'm not sure if it actually looked pretty good. Didn't seem like the puck was bouncing around too much. Yeah. What I heard from players like in pregame interviews and stuff, you know, they had the the day of practice to to kind of go off of. They say, you know, a couple weird bounces, but that's, you know, both teams have played in outdoor games. There's a number of players that you weren't even with one of the teams that have played in outdoor games. And they're like, they say that's to be expected. That's what the way hockey is outside. There's going to be some weird bounces. Yeah. It's not going to be perfect. Um, but other than that, the the players were saying that it was, it was really good. And you definitely have seen some years where the yeah. ice surface is not that great. Yeah. You know, or where they delay the game. Yeah. <laughs> I, but I also think that's what I really like about the winter classic too, is it can really, it, it can kind of level the playing field a little bit when there is that, uh, both teams facing that adversity of whether it's the cold or the ice itself. But yeah, um, it's, it's something that the NHL has gotten better at, at over the course of the, of the years, having the winter classic. Um, and yeah, it, it looked fine on TV. It did. <laughs> that's, as far as <laughs> first person perspective, it looked fine on TV and that's all that matters. Uh, it was nice watching it on TV in uh, New York, where uh, I was able to legally place some wagers on the game. And, you know, Drew, I actually did that through DraftKings. The fans, the tradition, the glory, the sweat. There's nothing more thrilling than college football, and it all comes down to the national championship game happening on Monday. 
Cam's go-to for betting is DraftKings Sportsbook, apparently. <laughs> One of America's top-rated sportsbook apps. Um, Cam, you might know a little bit more about the national championship game. Who's your pick for this game? Uh, I, I am going to uh, go with the, the – actually, I don't know if I want to actually go with this, but just for the memes, I'm going to go with the uh, underdog TCU Horn Frogs checking in. At, uh, I think they were number four going into this, but uh, they had a pretty nice upset of Michigan. And, uh, yeah, you know, it'd be cool if they pulled it off. Awesome. Well, right now, new customers can bet just $5 on any college football game, which there's only going to be one for this. So on college football and get $200 in free bets instantly, win or lose. Plus, everyone can combine multiple bets for a bigger payout with draft game. DraftKings same game parlays. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code TPPN. New customers bet just $5 on college football and get $200 in free bets instantly. That's code TPPNPP as in power play. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes for all the good details. Yeah, feel the sweat. Um, all right, let's talk a little bit of the actual game. Um, I don't know about you, but like when the Bruins looked for the most part like shit for the first two periods, I was yep. not at all worried, and I was absolutely convinced that they were going to win that game. And mm-hmm. I think part of it has just been what we've seen out of the Bruins this year. Um, but part of it was like, oh, this is going exactly the same as the first one at Fenway. It's cool. We're just going to score a late win or a tying goal and then win it. And that's exactly what they did, which was pretty nice. Uh, granted, it wasn't quite as late as the uh, the Mark Recchi goal that tied it uh, in 2010. Of course, uh, I'm not sure how many people – I think everybody remembers the Marco Sturm uh, rebound winner there and selling in the corner. I'm not sure how many people – I had to look it up that it was Mark Recchi, but um, oh, I do I'm remember a big Mark Recchi goal. Fan. I don't know. And then uh, that, yeah, that late tying goal in, in 2010, and then the obviously the OT winner was electric – um, and it just felt like the, there was no way the Bruins were going to not win this game. Uh, and, and, and thankfully we were right, which was a, a good moment. Although it was a little bit awkward. Uh, I was watching with my girlfriend who's from Pittsburgh. So that was, that was a little tough, but, um, <laughs> joking of course, but, uh, other than that, um, exciting game, I thought for the most part, and it wasn't the best show of hockey, which I understand, you know what I mean? Like Drew said, there's a lot of unpredictable factors and, uh, you know, when you're playing on NHL quality, indoor ice surfaces you get used to an incredibly high standard uh and also just certain things like the way the boards play the way the glass plays you know what i mean things like that that you don't think are that big of a deal but all of a sudden when your system calls for you to make a drop pass or to do something you know what i mean and the puck bounces a foot more or less than you're expecting right can make a difference right so i thought you know both teams looked a little bit sloppy i thought omar looked really sharp as he has all season when they said his record after the game, I was like, holy shit, I've watched this and I still can't believe it's real. <laughs> um, but overall, I think, you know, they got it done when it mattered, getting it going in the third period like they had all season, um, getting the the tying and winning goals from Jake DeBrusque with a little help from Taylor Hall in the second one. Uh, I don't know, any, anything jump out from you, uh, you know, or to you, I guess, rather from the um, game, or was it just... Well, first of all, they sang Sweet Caroline. In the oh, second, that was late so unnecessary. The they well, paused well, the fucking game for it. I was like, well, what the hell is this? Look, it was Sweet Caroline. They're down one nothing late in the second. 
I myself and a lot of people took to Twitter and were like, this is not like the time to do Sweet Caroline. Uh, like it's A, too early and B, um, just you're losing. I don't know. Um, and then I quote tweeted my tweet about that and said, I will retract this if it wakes up the Bruins. And then the Bruins came out in the third and were a much better team. So sweet Caroline, Neil Diamond for the win. Give it, it gets all the credit for that Famously. win. Um, but yeah, no, Jake DeBrus coming up big for my fantasy team too. Uh, nice. that's most important. Um, now he it, it's it's great to see like DeBrusque requested a, a, a trade like a year ago, and now look at him. It's it's just fucking awesome to see. Um, and I'm glad he could come up on the big stage there. But I agree, the the first two periods, the Bruins looked really not that great, but I wasn't too, too concerned, but it is a big game. And having been at a Winter Classic where, I mean, we got our asses kicked by Montreal. I think it was like 6-1, 6-2 or something. And uh, you really want to win that game. You really want to win it when it's at home. And there's that big of a crowd and it's that special of an event. Um, They kept saying it's a once in a lifetime event. The commentators when like Patrice Bergeron has been in four. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's, it's just really big coming away with a win there. Um, And glad Jake DeBrus could do it. And Allmark, like you said, just out out of this world, both goalies were really good. Um, Oh wait, no. All three were for a little while. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, One one came out, right? Who? Yeah. Tristan Jari came out. Tristan Jari uh, was the one who came out. And I actually, that's something I did want to mention, which I kind of forgot about in hindsight and and all the, you know, the, the showbiz going on, but I don't know what Mike Sullivan was thinking of leaving him in that long because he clearly could not push off his right knee. And there was actually an early play, which would have maybe sealed the hat trick for DeBras, granted different game, butterfly effect, all that. But after it, it was clearly he was bummed up and he was pushing from left post to right. And the I think it was the shot came. Yeah, the shot came from like his left. It bounced, rung around the boards behind the net and like bounced off to the far like face off dot. And DeBrusque was about to pot at home. Like he was, Chari was going left post to right post and couldn't get over in time. Mm-hmm. And somebody stick checked uh, DeBrusque, I think it was, and, uh, and prevented the shot. But I saw that and I was like, oh, this guy's hurt, clearly. And then there was the other shot he took up high and he tried to push off and he couldn't get off his knees again. And then they just left him in for like another couple minutes. And I was like, guys, like, <laughs> I know yeah. it's like the winter class. You don't want to pull him, but your goalie is injured. Like, do not leave him in the game. Your goalie is injured. Like, what are we doing here? Yeah, and he, he they kept showing shots of him looking over to the bench like, hey, <laughs> like kind of basically asking for help as much as you can in the middle of a play. Um and uh, I think even at that point, without the making a call, and it went like another whistle or two before they officially pulled him. Um, they, they waited so long, but the, the other goaltender was, was ready. They were already dressed and ready to go in for long before he was actually pulled. So um, just kind of, kind of a weird situation, um, especially when it's, struggling and laboring with something as crucial in goaltending as just going across the crease. Um, you know, I don't know when there's really, I don't know if the guy hurts his arm in some way, but he can still get his blocker up to make a save, like not a big deal, especially playoffs, big goalie, whatever. But 
yeah, just a really a, a weird time to decide, you know what? I'm going to keep him in for a few more plays, a few more whistles and see how he does. Like, yeah, Maybe he'll shake it off. Him, but and yeah. he's, stare, he's staring down Mike Sullivan at the bench. Like, the entire time, he's like, my fucking knee is busted, bro. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Now, anyway, that was just weird. I've never seen uh, a coach just ignore an injury like that before. I don't know. Again, I, I get the circumstances stuff, but um, it was kind of whack. Uh, other than that, yeah, nice to see DeBrus, like you said, breaking out. Um, I feel like after, I mean, he was pretty good last year, but the last couple of years, I feel like you were kind of waiting for him to t- like take that next step. And I guess I should say he was pretty good in the second half of last year, but you, you know, there was always that talk since the draft, like when can he really take the next step? Right. Coming out with 43 points in his rookie season was impressive, but last year he had 42, and I feel like after last season, I'd kind of given up and been like, hey, I don't, you know, not that like Jake DeBrusque is a bus guy, um, but just like, okay, you know what I mean? He's going to be like a solid third liner. It's fine. We don't need, you know what I mean? He can play some second line minutes, but like, I don't think he's going to ever take that step into like the next level of being like a, a truly great player. Um, and I mean, I don't know, sample size, all that stuff, but I kind of gave up hope and all of a sudden it's sort of happening now. Um yeah. 36 games into the season and he's got 30 points. He's on pace for his first 30 goal and 30 assist season, neither of which he's done before. Uh, I think obviously a lot of things changing in Boston this off season, getting some new opportunities, playing to a style that probably fits his game a little bit more. Um, but it seems like it's starting to work out for him. And um, you know, one of the things that I thought of just watching the interview after the game was like, he went out of his way to, talk about how thankful he was for the organization and stuff like that. And it, it really does seem like he's just in a better place, not only with his game, but mentally in general, and especially with regards to his relationship with, with the organization and in the locker room and stuff. Um, it seems like everything's kind of going well for him. So we'll see if he has to deal with a little diversity, if that changes and all that or anything like that, but um, something to keep an eye on that. It, you know, it might be a little later than you would have liked, but he seems like he's kind of making that step right now. So that's, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, I think we're seeing peak Jake DeBrusque right now. Uh, kind of like you're talking about with expectations stuff. I don't think he's going to be a, a mega superstar, but he, he's proving he could be a first liner, especially when you give him yeah. a solid center and a solid winger in Bergeron yeah. and Marshawn. I mean, a lot of, uh, I mean, a, a, Anders Bjork played on that line for quite quite a little bit. So, uh, but Jake yeah. DeBrusque is proving he kind of belongs <laughs> there. And I think this is his. Uh, I mean, it's certainly his best season yet, and I hope he can keep it going. But like, real good for him to get the get the big Winter Classic performance. And we have we have we have more folks. In, uh, how's it going from uh, from Massachusetts land? There. Yeah, somebody's drinking. That's good. Yeah, we yeah. <laughs> exciting going on over here. What are you What are you drinking? We are drinking Samuel Adams Boston Lager. Distinctly complex and balanced, 12 fluid ounces, lager, 5.0% alcohol by volume, 30 IBUs, and it says cheers to you. I'm not very familiar with this beer, but it does have a pleasant aroma, and it seems to have a, uh, a, a, nice, a nice body to it where like it's maybe a little... Uh, a little more uh, robust. Yeah, a little more robust than your typical fare, uh, your typical lager. Um, Never heard of this beer. Where is it from? It's. It seems to be from Boston. Um, Interesting. Uh, well, it, 
taste tasteability uh, for a lager very high. Um, you can taste it. I would give it a twenty three for tasteability, drinkability. You can drink it. Yeah, it's a drinkable beer. You can taste. Um, I would say. 30 for drinkability, maybe a little lower than your typical lager, but still pretty high. Some Tim Thomas action. Very nice. Um, <clears throat> so we've got some some news, uh, not to address the elephant in the room here, but oh, yeah. uh, Chris has actually returned from exploring the dwarf planet, which I, I mentioned he was doing <laughs> uh, at the beginning of the episode. <laughs> Apparently Kat and Izzy were also there. So uh Astronaut Chris is safe. I did say he'd be joining us soon. I didn't think it'd be that soon, so that's pretty neat. Uh, and then, am I forgetting anything else, or is that? Oh yeah, so Cam and I got engaged. <laughs> and... <laughs> I love that for you guys. Yeah, we're gonna steal the spotlight. No, um, this is I've I've like have texted you guys and twittered you guys, but congratulations! I'm so happy for you all. This is amazing. Um, Thank you. If you don't know what's going on, check Twitter. It's everywhere. The people are talking about it. Um, I don't know if 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 you want to be embarrassed with the spotlight here or not, but I'm just gonna throw it to you anyway. Um, you know, how's I'm sure it's been a fun week. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a pretty pretty cool week. Can't complain. Um, Izzy, what do you think? Has it been a fun week? Fun week. Nice thumbs, thumbs up. Thumbs All right, we're good. <laughs> we're good. Double thumbs up. Remember, they can't uh, hear your thumbs, but they can see it. <laughs> Incredible. Uh, yeah, really excited. Uh, I love this lady, um, and I love this little lady, and I'm excited to uh, be an official family with them. Nice, adorable. Love it. Um, yeah, so you're, you're stuck with brews and bruins now. Yeah, for well. the the hockey assist over here, as they call yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Shouts to uh, Frozen Futures, maybe. Yeah, I think or that's was it BruinsLife.com? I'm like, I don't even remember at this point. <laughs> I, I think, think it was Frozen, Frozen Futures. Futures is where we both officially started, like where we were on the same writing team. In what 2012, 2013? Yeah, I think so. So yeah. they get the secondary helper. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if Dan Sided gets the secondary helper here. I think we'll give them a an honorary they they get a plus for they being already got the team. mention. I don't know if it's even they, they, <laughs> they cleared the puck out of the zone to start the they were on the transition. ice when the goal was scored. So. They got a plus one. <laughs> were they though? I feel like they weren't. Are they, are they still? Actually, yeah, I don't know. They like, were there for the initial pass. I mean, it hopped off. They got they get the plus. A hockey player who, who grew up liking to watch them. Did you guys have Sean on? Did we miss Sean? Uh, no, Sean is not coming on tonight. We're going to have him on soon. We also, well, I didn't say he'd be coming on soon, like I said with you, and then you showed up. So maybe he will just show up. <laughs> uh, but we have been talking Winter Classic uh, with the the asterisk that it was a third person discussion of the Winter Classic because none of us were there, and that we asked Sean about it, uh, but we tried to just infer through the television screens and through uh, our little mobile devices of what it was like. But I guess I'll I'll throw it to you guys. What anything we we talked kind of atmosphere and actual gameplay stuff. So what what stuck out to you guys watching? Talk about the quality of the ice. 
Ooh, we awful. did talk about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it feels – it always – I don't know. I, I have conflicting thoughts about it because, for one, the game feels like it means more because it is the Winter Classic, but also it feels like such a Mickey Mouse game because the ice is always so terrible. And uh, I, Usually these games are either super high scoring or super low scoring. You rarely get like a 4-3 or 3-2 game. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it seemed like the goalies weren't having as much issue with the shadows or the glare or anything like that. So that's that usually makes for a better game. But yeah, a lot of janky refereeing. Uh, yeah, it's, it seemed whatever. I, I had a good time. I also love just the the timing of it, uh, either on New Year's Day or the day after. Um, usually on like a Sunday or whatever, but usually on a national holiday um, where, you know, you can gather with some people and watch the game. and um, that, that always has a little special vibe to it as well. So, uh, yeah, exciting to get that win. And I remember the times the Bruins didn't pull it out and, uh, you know, those ones sting double, especially the, uh, the Canadians one. Where <clears throat> I was out. <clears throat> I was, I was out grocery shopping for like the first period or whatever, and I came back and they were already down five one or something like that. So, I know I was there. <laughs> yeah, um, I feel like just with outdoor games in general, I don't know. I feel like a lot of people have like complained that it's losing its authenticity and stuff, but I don't know. I think it's still cool. Um, I kind of get, obviously, they've added more games, so maybe they've, like, diluted a little bit, but I'm not going to, like, shame them for, like, giving more fans, especially, like, in non-traditional markets that won't get the Winter Classic, uh, the opportunity to see a game outdoors and stuff. Um, I was at the, very randomly, the Maple Leafs Capitals game at the Naval Academy a few years ago, um, which was, I think, far from, like, a premier outdoor game. Uh, but even just like going to that and, and like, I thought it was really cool. And like, you know what I mean? I was like, wow, this is something that I've never experienced before. And like, everybody was stoked to be there. So like on one hand, I do kind of get the argument of like, oh, you're diluting it and stuff. But also I think like if you were to actually go to one and experience it and, and be there, you you walk away being like, this is was a little more special than your average NHL game and stuff. So um, I don't know. I think it it is a good opportunity to showcase the game in general. Um, and I, I'm, I'm fine with them kind of expanding on it and stuff, but. Um, what hot, else is there? Something hot, else? Hot take: They should make it a tournament and give out a trophy. Like they pick four ooh, teams ooh, and they do a semifinal ooh. and a final. I'm I'm on the fence about that because I think you do need to make it count as a regular season game for it to have any. Like, yeah, yeah. Count count all of them. Count all of them as regular. Season. Yeah, oh wait, just... no, you can't do that. You can't just be like, ah, oh, they're gonna play this. Day. Well, you could do round robin. Ah, whatever. I do think if if you're doing like. A, a Mickey Mouse type of tournament like the World Cup of Hockey or whatever, doing that all outdoors would be kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. Although I, not to, not to like harp on the ice quality because it looked god awful, but I feel like that's something that increases the risk of potential injury uh, as we have seen um, in the past. Um, players have gotten hurt. Uh, yesterday. <laughs> Or whenever the game was, it was yesterday. The Tristan Jari situation. Granted, I don't know if that was because of the ice or what that was, but could have been some Tristan Jari just being Tristan Jari. But uh, no, it's. I mean, I think it's. 
I don't think that having more of them makes it any less special. Um, Cause like you said, it's, it's great for fans to be able to go and experience those games outdoors. Cause mm-hmm. it's, it's exciting. Getting to watch hockey outside is something that is incomparable. And once you get a chance to do it, like it just, it feels special and it feels different. And, but I think too many of the games and you increase the risk that somebody is going to get hurt and for teams that then makes them less likely to want to be one of the teams drawn for it. If you're a team that has to play more than one game outdoors during the season, um, especially if it was some tournament style game. Um, And I think that could take some of the luster out of it a little bit, but I do like that they have started giving some of them to more non-traditional markets. And I appreciate that the winter classic was, absent of the Chicago Blackhawks this year. (laughs) That was a rarity, but an appreciated one because they're absolutely awful this year. Um, I don't know how I feel about next year's. I'm excited for Kraken and Golden Knights fans, but... Where is that one going to be? I didn't... I think it's at... Oh, is it? I thought it was at the baseball stadium. Oh, maybe it. Oh, you know what? Yeah, probably is. That's dumb. I think it why is. Why would? Why wouldn't they? Oh, I guess no. It doesn't really time up with playoff football. So, so the I, I agree. Like, yeah, let's try and limit the potential for injury. So, I think we should probably not do like so many outdoor games. Like Winter Classic, we're good. Um, I guess like Heritage Classic has some like. Well, even if you just have the stadium series and Heritage Classic, that's fine. But if you do any tournament where a team might have to play more than one game outdoors. So I would like to maybe cancel the stadium series and just do the hashtag cancel. This is more like a COVID thing because they weren't selling tickets for it. But like the Tahoe thing. Yeah. I did think that was cool. The Lake Tahoe game was so cool. Yeah. I would love to see more stuff like that. It, not more, but like maybe just like one game a year where you just do it somewhere cool. Well, that and I'd say even the global games that they play, like we've seen them play in the Czech in Czechia. We've seen them yeah. play in Finland. I would like to see them play more games in Mexico. I think Mexico City deserves an NHL game there. Um, that could be like a really fun experience, especially – at altitude there because it's always fun i like how yeah. they, i like how they did that though, where like obviously the logistics of travel are difficult so like doing stuff like that at the beginning of the season mm-hmm. so like maybe you're playing that game a couple of games a couple of days before like the the regular the season, regular season starts, officially yeah. starts for other teams but yeah things things like that i mean um obviously if you're not going to be selling a bunch of tickets that maybe isn't so appealing but I know so many people who are not big hockey fans who are watching the Lake Tahoe games. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's just like a cool thing. It's a spectacle. And especially if you take out something like the stadium series that I feel like has lost its luster a little bit, like unless you're a fan of one of the teams playing. I, I've missed so many of those games over the last few years just because mm-hmm. I, I feel like one, the... I do think it, the viewing experience for those games is like on TV is not always amazing it, it can be tough yeah it, i i do like when it snows like i think that's cool that's something i'll tune in for just um, in general yeah <laughs> it's snowing near you let us know we'll tune in yeah please send us videos live. 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 instagram live 
What if they did it just from like an undisclosed location? Like they find a random pond yeah, like, somewhere in the world <laughs> and they just tell the players and like a skeleton camera crew and some refs to show up and they do. <laughs> Everyone's like, what? They guess where they are. Uh, All the fans showed up at the garden to go, but it's actually somewhere else. Uh, yeah, I think, I think the Rangers should play the Kraken in Mystery Alaska. Uh, on on ice uh, on on the pond, be uh, saying, and then the Kraken should dress up in their their best mystery Alaska Browns. <laughs> I like it. On Lake Placid, be cool. Lake Placid would be cool. Yes, you could fill in like the you could fill in the figure skating oval at the bottom. I don't know if anybody's been there, but at the bottom of the hill they have like the two ice rinks, and then down the hill and there's a figure skating oval. Fill that in. They can even build some stands there so they can still sell some tickets to corporate America and make millions of dollars, or whatever. Um, but then also, like, keep it mostly outdoors, kind of try to grab a best of both worlds thing. But I, I would prefer it without seats, but just knowing the NHL, like, if I had to sell it to them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my, my ideal location, I think, would be Banff. That would, yeah, would be sick. That would be, yeah, a, really, be cool. a really cool location to have an outdoor game. And the Charles River, of course. Yeah. <laughs> The mighty Hudson. Um, yeah. Neat. yeah let's, get, cool. let's get a battle of Alberta at Banff. Start like a it. petition. And, yeah, send that up a chain. <laughs> send it up. <laughs> Gary, if you're listening. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but I'm getting hungry. So <laughs> I'm going to wrap this up soon. You're but hockey. Y'all are welcome Whoa. to continue. <laughs> Oh, uh, anybody else got any standout thoughts from from the game or? or um, I appreciate the Taylor there? Hall score, almost scored. Got a primary assist because he's been doing absolutely jack all for my fantasy team. <laughs> Salvaged my week, so I appreciate that. Nice apple. We got Jake two fantasy team shoutouts on this podcast. This is what we're becoming. <laughs> Jake Nebrusk did me did me good. Critchy got an assist as well in that game. So yeah, I, well, I think the on the same play, both Critchy and Hall kind of like just cut through the defense there, and uh, Jake just, was just kind of there to put it in. Yeah, right place, right time. All right, well, lots of hockey just on time. A lot more hockey to come in 2023. So that's cool. Um, Till then. (laughs) Thanks for starting the year with us. Check out the shit that Drew and I told you to check out like 40 minutes ago. And and, uh, Uh, bruisingbruins.com and bruisingbruins.threadless.com. Yeah, buy our shirts. Do we we have a link to that on our website yet? We were just talking about how we need to do that. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah, no, I'm gonna. We're gonna have to do that. By we, I mean, yeah, I'll, I'll get on it. <laughs> All right.